I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Cheese and pickle. All of television history is contained in the box of delights. Hello, I'm Julia Rayside. Each episode, my guest chooses a favourite TV memory to talk about. Joining me today is the screenwriter, Toby Davis. Toby, thanks for coming. Merry Christmas, Julia Rayside. Oh, Merry, Merry Christmas merry to you. Christmas. Let me take my scarf off. <laughs> Brr, it's cold out there. Actually, it is. it's cold out there. Um, Toby, what have you brought to talk about this festive day? I have brought uh, a thing that is a huge part of our Christmas tradition in our house, which is the children of Green Oh, that's why I love you and your wife. <laughs> because, one, your house is basically like something from a storybook. Why I bought with it. With a, a baronial fireplace you can tell stories next to. And two... You like all the good telly. <laughs> so let's talk about The Children of Green. No, it was 1986. Yes. And it was shown on, was it BBC? Shown on BBC. Yeah. Um, yes. And it was just shown once. And in the winter, that's right, never repeated. November to December, they ran it, didn't they? Yep. Four episodes. Like a build up to Christmas thing. Yeah. As they had done before. They had done with, with the Box of Delights. Box of Delights. Box of Delights. I know, I know. Tell me why you love this programme so much. I think it was because I think I was slightly too young for the Box of Delights. Really? Oh. Yeah, I mean, I did watch it and I remember the Blue Peter specials and stuff. Yeah. But I think this was the time when I was elbow deep in books yeah. at this point. And I was reading and everything was magical. Okay. And this hit me at a time when, when everything seemed real, when TV and I think and the world seemed like they you were. You believed it. Yeah, I believed it. And, yeah. and, and I think the series, The Children of Green Note, which was, was these four episodes, felt very real. They didn't use yeah. special effects. They didn't use, you know, they used their limitations Yeah, to make an incredibly engrossing story, which then just really has stuck with me forever. Yeah, me too. Me too. Did you actually read the book? So it's Lucy M. Barton. Boston. Uh, Lucy M. Boston. Sorry, Boston. Can't read my own writing. Um, yeah, so, you, so she did six novels. Obviously, I haven't read the books. I only watch TV. <laughs> this is a podcast that hasn't read the book. I have read that. And we read the book every Christmas. Do you? And then watch Aww. the thing. Yeah. Uh, I have to do a lot of voices. I the bet voices, you do. Yeah, the voices are now the from the because it's a, it's an incredibly faithful yeah um, adaptation, and so the voices. So I now have to do several voices because <laughs> it's sort of it's Huntingdonshire, isn't it? Have you ever been to the house, so the no, real house? You can go there at Christmas, and they do <gasps> readings of Children of Green oh, there. And my the, yes, gee. the house is called Crows Hall. Is where that's where Lucy and Boston lived. Okay, and where it's uh, set, but it was filmed at Hemingford Grey. That's right, which is manor. down the road. Yeah, yeah. And but I always thought it they were filmed in the same house, but they, apparently they look. So it's not. 
okay. very similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's but it's amazing. It's you oh, know that must be magical. Uh, yes, I would. I really would like to go and do that. In fact, it's, um, can we come? Yes, we're all <laughs> brilliant. Going. We're all going. Get a coach. <laughs> Fabulous. And then the reality of having children agree no red tea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in Mate, company, mm, a bit weird. Well, we're all sucking our thumbs, <laughs> holding our blankies. Um, but it was it was a completely mesmerising series. I was eleven, I think, eighty six. Yeah, and so it's a story. It's as a, so many of these stories are. The Boxwood Delights are the same. Lion, the Witch, and Wardrobe the same. It's parentless for whatever reason. Children. They're in Burma, as yes, you saw from the case. It. Not killed this time. Not orphans. in Burma, but yeah. remarried, and he doesn't like the stepmother. And it's brilliantly conveyed that, isn't it? It's just like a your new stepmother uh, sends love to, Loves, to Toto. Sends love to Toto, She's and he not hates his being name. called Toto. Yeah. So this is a, a young man called Tozeland. Mm-hmm. What's your name, dear? Tozeland. What? Tozeland. Rosalind? Toesland. Oh, Toesland. Oh, that's a good old-fashioned name round these parts. Oh, there's Fen Toesland and Toesland St Agnes. And... What's your Christian name? That is it. Toesland. Oh. Uh, Tolly for sure, as it becomes when he goes to the, this amazing house and meets his great granny. Uh, he's played by an actor called Alex Christie. Alex Christie, yeah. Sorry, yeah. you know all the details. I know all the details. I'm, I'm going to call him Alex now for the rest of the podcast <laughs> to watch your nose twitch with indignation. Alex Christie. I should know this. I met him once. And, and genuinely, my wife did a show with him, I think. Right, OK. Yeah. So it just, it just wasn't cool at all. <laughs> so um, one of my friends, I think one of my friends mentioned he'd been to university with him. In fact, he, it turns out he went to my university. We just missed each other by like a year. And we were going to, going to see a mate in a play in, in London. And we said, we'll meet you in the bar afterwards. And we did. And he was sitting opposite Alec Christie. And I'm afraid I just went... Fuck me, it's Tolly. <laughs> Which is, you know, now I think I regret swearing in front of him. I mean, he looks the same. He looks exactly the same. He's like, well, surely you didn't recognise me. He must just have told you. I was like, no, no, dude, you have the same face. <laughs> it's amazing. But he's such a fine actor. Oh, as he's a child, really Just good. a beautiful actor. And he's in every scene. Yeah, and you immediately love him. Yeah. He's kind of like a, a woodland creature. Like a very bright, kind of inquisitive woodland creature. There's a lovely line where the grandmother says, you seem ready for anything. Yeah. And I think that's absolutely the case with that. He's ready for anything. He's ready for, for, yeah, he's ready for the magic. So the first episode is... um, So was I. Oh, God, me too, (laughs) me too. But uh, he arrives in the Fenlands, you know, so Cambridgeshire hunting shit's around there somewhere. Yeah, the the beginnings of this series, that that opening, it's it's one of the most Christmassy things I can watch. He's on a steam train. It's incredible. And the steam train is going through floods. There's a flooded red uh, telephone box. Yeah. Yeah, all the rivers have burst their banks. Yeah, and then he arrives at uh, a station where he's picked up by a, a you know a lovely old vintage car. Yeah, which then goes into deep water. Yeah, they're wading, and he's carried on the the cabbie's back. And his back. face, he's yeah. really grinning. He's yeah. like getting a piggyback across yes. the water, like Saint Christopher, and that. Yeah, yes, exactly. Like and then he doesn't know how they're going to get to the house. And then Boggis, the groundskeeper, turns yeah. up in a boat with a lantern. That's amazing. Yeah, and they row to the house. I mean, this is what you. This is what I kept thinking. Yeah, this will happen to me any any minute. Definitely. The definitely. moment my parents moved to Burma. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I did. Have like a forces family, but no such luck. No, no, we didn't go anywhere exciting. But uh, so he arrives at this amazing house, but it's all a bit spooky and there's gargoyles and it's a strange looking place. And he meets his great granny. And I can, uh, the sound of, you know, the sound effects, the foley in this is so lovely. Um, It takes me straight back, but the sound of the fire crackling. And then his granny pouring them, I think, some hot chocolate from a pot. Yes. It's just, it's, uh, that's Christmas. And she does a lean round of a wingback chair. Yeah. To to show, yeah. It's all, oh, you've come back. Yeah, yeah. yeah, What does she mean? What does she mean? (laughs) It's so exciting. So effectively, then he starts to hear strange things around the house and children laughing, things you'd think, oh, God, no, it's a horror film, it's terrifying. 
And then it turns out these lovely children who've lived in the house at different times in history are there and they want to play with him. And he's got friends at last. He's, it's really lovely. And it's a beautiful yeah. story. I mean, about... the first half is the search. He, he want, they, they show themselves a little. Yes, they tease him. Yeah. And, and he gets and quite he, upset. And he earns that. Yes, he does. Get, and then he earns their sort of their appearance. Yeah. And their first appearance to him, which I think is probably episode three. Yeah. Is really magical in the snow, in the garden, oh, in, a God. Little, in a sort of snow covered folly. The little folly. bower. Yeah. 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 Oh. It's, sort of, it's kind of amazing. With like but... woodland creatures. There's like a deer and a rabbit and a yes, mouse. And, peacock. and then the peacock comes and ruins it all oh, and they disappear. The, the, that ruddy peacock. Um... <laughs> Was he wearing his crown, Tolly? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's just brilliant. So I, I, I should let you do the voices there. You're the voice guy. <laughs> So this was, yes, it's, it's, it's curious because, one, they didn't do any of the other books. You'd think they'd have adapted all of them. Nowadays, they, they would. They jump around in time, though. Yeah, I the suppose books. they do. And there has been a film since Chimneys of Green, though, that Julian Fellows did. Yes, but it was called something else. What was it called? They called it... I From Time to Time. It. That's right. Think, yeah. One, Julian Fellows, pff, that's a bit of a shame um, because I don't really enjoy his writing I think much. he's wanted to do it for a long time. Though. I yeah. think he, like me, is It's like a passion project. Yeah. Okay. But he did have Hugh Bonville and Maggie Smith in it. I haven't seen it. I think it's got Maggie Smith in it. I okay. can't, I have seen it. I can't remember. It didn't stick with me in the um, same way. I don't think it's bad. It just, but, okay. but it's not. It didn't hit me at that time. And Fair for enough. me, there was one. For me, there's one grandmother. There's one Tolly. Oh, there's God, one yes. Boggis. It's, Absolutely. You know, and and the house, which is a huge character in it. Yeah. It's a huge character for Lucienne Boston. Yeah, and, completely and utterly. Yeah. The character of Tolly, you presumably identified with him. I mean, totally. <laughs> A sensitive young man. Sensitive young man. <laughs> Bookish young. Fond of wearing three-piece suits from a very early age. <laughs> he wears a chunky jumper. Actually, he does, he doesn't he? He likes a chunky jumper, yeah. Yeah, well, it is, it's Christmas and winter and stuff, isn't it? So, um, But there's something very idyllic about the life he finds there. Normally, those stories, he gets there, the elderly relative is cold and... Uh, not interested mm-hmm. in him and this is completely the opposite they have a beautiful friendship it is Im- lovely it's immediate they have this beautiful friendship and like she's been waiting for him yeah she's, the actor's called um, Daphne Oxenford yeah, I think she was old woman in everything around yeah, that time she was the she was the voice of um, Listen With Mother I think oh really I so. god I but, didn't yeah. know but that she's lov- she, no she does a really good performance yeah really she lovely. really does you want her to be your granny absolutely yeah. there's bits that stick in my head that before I did go back and just watch episode one because it's all on YouTube yeah. I'll put the link up because it's lovely you can just watch Watch the whole thing. What you should do, in fact, is buy the DVD from oh, Hemingford Grey. Oh, can you, you do buy it from that? the from the Boston from house? The gift shop? No, from from Lucy from Lucy and Boston's granddaughter. Oh, if you buy it from her, they okay. get a bit of cash for the house. Well, I'll find you the link to <laughs> yeah. that and put that up. But if you need to see it immediately while you're waiting for the post to arrive, you I can mean, watch goodness. it on YouTube. We all knew. But don't 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 do it for free. That's not fair. <laughs> but no, one of the moments that it kind of gave me like lovely chills that really stuck in my head was when uh, so there's a flute and yeah. uh, she gives. Tolly, Alex- is it Alexander's flute? There's one of the it's three Alexander's ghost flute, children. Yeah, there's one of them is music, one of them is horses. That's and right. She, and yes. And then there's the girl. Um, <laughs> she doesn't get anything. She's just a girl. Um, but yeah, Alexander plays his flute and there's this tune. But when he picks up the flute and he just pl- he automatically plays it like he's channeling the spirit of Alexander. made me kind of go but like it was such a lovely moment oh yes it's, it's really and that music the music's brilliant in the so it's not beautiful. overused no and yes and it, it's funny things like you'd think it would look really clunky when they when the you know the dub kicks into the flute and it doesn't no you know everything everything really works it's beautiful but they don't they really hold back on special effects yeah you know? but it, I said it's definitely it is a ghost story yeah it's like, no it's but chilly it's a benevolent ghost story yeah I mean they do there's the 
you know, the really creepy, there's the doll's house in the attic, mm. in the bedroom when he's sleeping in, which has one bed when he moves in, has uh, four beds yeah. in the doll's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when the lights go off, he can hear the other children in bed. Yeah, exactly. And there's a poltergeist moment where he sits on the floor. Yeah. He sits on the, a book of Aesop's fables and gets dragged across the floor like, yeah. like Carol Ann in He should be terrified. Yeah, but he so wants to see them. But also he, because he's a very intuitive child and that's why they obviously connect with him, um, he he obviously gives out this lovely... He really does. They, the casting was incredible, but Alec Christie gives off this lovely, I'm a nice, approachable chap energy so that, you know, the... Yeah, you don't need to be clearly... frightened. He's not frightened, so you don't have to be watching it. Yeah, exactly. And the, the, some of the, the little effects of the children, they appear in mirrors. Yeah. And they there's lots of just... It should you, be terrifying. There's lots of you just pass by them and you just see a cuff or you see, yeah, you know, yeah. there's lots of, of, re, of just, you know, really beautiful, chilly little things yeah. that don't rely on the, the kind of the effects that can date. And yeah. None of that's happened. Yes, it's kind yeah. of, it's sort of like um, Kids M.R. James. It's like a ghost story for Christmas. But exactly that. One that you feel, it's, it's actually the adaptation is probably to sort of be congratulated as well because the, yeah, those moments are brilliantly handled so that you feel safe and, you well, know. It's, it's interesting, I was reading about, the, there's a guy called John Stadelman. Mm. Adapted it, who's uh, American, and really? he'd written it. He'd written it as a thesis script. He'd written it, he'd written a feature length script, which he tried to sell to the BBC. BBC didn't want it. Oh my gosh! And then Paul Stone, I think, who's the producer who'd done Boxes Lights yeah. and Moondial and Narnia. Moondial was my absolute yeah. favourite. God. Araminta. And um, and I would have called the daughter Minty, and yeah. she'd have hated me forever. But you know, <laughs> stuff it. It's a great name. <laughs> they eventually got together and and divided his feature oh. script into things. And he said, and I remember reading an interview where he said he had to shake off all his Hollywood things about making it exciting. Yeah, because it's about the silence and the stillness. It's so the opposite of Hollywood, yeah. isn't it? It's absolutely those moments of. Just any moment in it is given lots of space to breathe. It's very simple. And it's amazing. The words for the, are brilliant. For the time as well. There's a sequence in it where they, there's a little recreation of Charles II's court. Yeah. With a little, where they, the flute is played, where, where Alexander is given the flute. I know, and it doesn't looks it, amazing. I know it is. It's absolutely stunning, isn't it? Yeah. really is beautiful. Do you have like a favourite moment from the whole series? I do. And we well... Yes, there is, because it's what made me think of it all the time. And it's where the statue walks. <gasps> and it's yeah. where the statue of um, St. Christopher, Christopher yeah. Yeah, walks. To, and it's Linnet, the youngest of the three children from yeah. um, 16th century, 17th century. Again, great name. Yeah, Linnet is... Uh, Toby is the other one, of course. Oh, yes, and, of course. Um, they, <laughs> Toby, they, Tolly, yeah. yeah they walk, uh, and the, the rest have all gone to the church for midnight mass. Yeah. She wasn't allowed to go because she was ill and she's looking out the window and she sees and it's flooded like it is yeah. in the present day, according to the series. And she sees the statue of St. Christopher walking towards the church. Ooh. And it's sort of incredible. And that's the only real effect in it. Yeah, what, what, what do they use? It's, it's, a, it's a it's a animation. It's a, no, it's a it's a costume. Oh, I see. It's someone and dressed it's fine, in a stone it's, you thing. You know, it's slightly wobbly, but for me, it was just you know, it's the time I just I couldn't believe my luck. I was yeah. allowed to see this is you know, this is it was it was frightening and magical, and it was pitch dark yeah. as a girl in this huge house just on her own. Yeah. And I think as an adult, I'd have a different moment. I think for me now, the, the moment that I really love, apart from the ending, which is beautiful, yeah. is, the, is the moment, it's, a, it's one of the flashbacks in it, and it's where Alexander sings in the cathedral.
Oh God, yes, I really love that too. Music. And it's yeah. amazing that now, as an adult, the, the the music's really beautiful. It's, it's really and it's really lovely. chilly, and it's kind of. But at the time, that was the mix of Goonies, Spielberg. So there's a thing happening. <laughs> yeah. But also had this really deep old English British thing that I think really I have you know is really yeah deep inside my soul. So I sort absolutely of, it was a lovely combination of those Aww. things, and I think and uh, so that really stuck. And I think if it hadn't been for that moment. I'm not saying it's the best moment in it, but, yeah. it, but if it hadn't been for that moment, I don't think it would have stuck with me yeah, all that all time. And I'm years. so glad that I sort of... Oh. In my mind, of course, it was the final moment of the series, but yeah. it's not. It's in episode three, I What think. happens at the end? Remind me what happens at the last episode. At the end, Spoilers. <laughs> the spoiler. It's not really a spoiler like, thing, but in the, in the end, um, they, they they sort of have Christmas together. So, right. so Tolly and his grandmother want to have Christmas with the children yeah, across it. the time, and they go to the church for Midnight Mass. And it's beautifully written in the book as well, but they yeah. do a very good version. They go to the church at midnight, and it's really, the modern day church is quite empty it's lit by you know strip lights and there are just a few people yeah. there but as the service begins it suddenly is lit by candlelight and the others That's come right. through and they all and the, the children go past and Lynette is pretending mm. to be a choir boy she's dressed up and she gives him a wink as they yeah. go through it's like Arcadia that Tom Sopper play there's kind of the two times are together in the church and it's sort of amazing. it's really beautiful it's, you know <gasps> you, could have, you could just show it as an adult drama now I think oh do you want some mulled wine I want <laughs> mulled wine <laughs> okay, I fine. had two litres before I arrived <laughs> fair enough I thought you were looking a bit ruddy um, thank you so much for bringing that and happy bloody Christmas I have one thing to show you before oh, go on. I think you should see it because he's uh, rooting around it I am pocket, rooting around my gentlemen. pocket is that um, my wife Anna phoned up the Bostons. Star of stage and screen. Yeah, yeah, my wife. And she phoned she up uh, Lucy Boston's granddaughter. And, really? and, she, and she said, and she said uh, Is this the green know how? She said, Yeah. She said, and then and the daughter said, Let me guess, a mouse? <gasps> and then she brought home. No. And I'm yeah. holding up Tolly's mouse. That is the little wooden mouse. Can the I little... have the mouse, Granny? Oh, how come? How come? Do they sell them in the shop? They sell them. I want but a I mouse. I can believe it. And I got this one Christmas. So I'm going to take a picture of Toby holding his mouse <laughs> and put it on the Twitter feed for you to see because it's utterly delightful. I'm just zooming in on the mouse, Toby. Can I hold it after, please? Take it now. <gasps> Thanks. I'm holding the mouse. Oh, it's so lovely because it's it's made just to fit in your hand. Yes, it is. And if you look at the illustration manner. in the book, which she did, it is oh. identical. That is absolutely beautiful. What a lovely thing. It's worth £20,000. I feel like I'm on Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> Thank you for bringing the lovely thing. Before you go, Toby, please will you delve into my festive box of delights and pick Certainly. a question. Shag, Mary kill mm. the Muppets. Ah, this does involve Muppet aside. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I marry Janice. Fair enough. OK, good, good. I think good. that's fine. Maybe I'll shag Sweetums. <laughs> You no, know, I think Sarah Morgan may have wanted to do that as well. <laughs> what about kill? Come on, you have to kill a muppet. Uh, you can even imagine something so horrific. You, you have to put, put, push them into a vat of custard or something, something funny, but they will die. <laughs> oh, my God. Who am I going to kill? Who's uh, the most annoying muppet? I mean, is there one? Um, Not really. No, they're all adorable. Uh, I mean, do you know what? I'd probably kill Rizzo. <laughs> Okay, fine. I think he got undue prominence. Really? Yeah, okay, is that it? That's post, the only reason. Post Christmas Carol, undue prominence of Rizzo. Okay, so. screw you. <laughs> You're a dead puppet. <laughs> Toby, thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. You can find links to the YouTube clips from today's episode on our Twitter feed at Box Delights Pod. Come and say hello. Bye. 